and welcome to episode 35 of Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. Uh, now, this week, we're going to jump all the way back to 1976. Uh, let's see, that'll be 37 years by this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to bring out a New Year's special. Uh, it's one of very few that I'm aware of, actually. I don't mm-hmm. know of a whole lot of New Year's type shows, but this one sticks in my head. Uh, it involves a baby named Happy. Characters like Father Time, Big Ben, and yes, even Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Alrighty. Uh, so what's this special? Well, it's uh, Rudolph's Shiny New Year, of course. Alrighty. So, Eva, I'm glad you're back here. We're going to go ahead and talk about this. Uh, what did you think of this show, the special? Well, you know, this is the first time I actually ever saw it. I never even heard of it until you brought it up to me as an episode. And I found it on ABC Family and recorded it, and I watched it last night, actually. And, you know, it wasn't bad. Um you could definitely tell that it was dated. You could definitely tell it was from the 70s. Um, it had a lot of what I call 70 vibe going on in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, mute, the music and just, the, you know, the, I don't want to say animation, but what is that they they did? Uh, well, it wasn't... technically they called it Animagic. That was the Animagic. whole thing that, that uh-huh. Rankin Bass called it. But it was stop motion animation. Stop motion. Thank you. Yeah. This is the same thing, Claymation, that they did with... Uh, uh, Adventures of Mark Twain back in the late 80s. Uh, uh-huh. This is the same thing that they did with uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride. Gotcha. Uh, same concepts. That's all that this is. Mm-hmm. For some reason, though, this one struck me as definitely being more um, dated than the original Rudolph. I don't know why. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with the music, the, the background yeah. music. Um, I didn't dislike it, but if I were to grade it, I would probably give it a B minus or a C plus. It just, it, to me, it ran on for it being an hour long. Um, it ran on, it was, it was almost too long. They should have shortened it up a bit. And then there were certain, I had an issue with the story in terms yeah. of, in terms of the baby new year running away constantly. It just, I think the baby ran away three or four, maybe even five times. And it just, by time number three, I was like, really? They could have, in my opinion, they could have shortened it up a bit by maybe having him only run away from a couple of places. So Rudolph didn't have to go on this long, you know, trek to find him that, you know, over six days. Um, So that was my chief complaint of it is as I'm watching this, I'm just like, wow, it's the same thing over and over again. He has, you know, he gets laughed at and then he runs away. It it just, yeah. Yeah. Well, Pretty much by the time that this special had rolled around, people were starting to refer to Rankin Bass animation as rank ass. Oh. Um, yeah, th- this oh, it, it was, this was starting into their bad animation series. Rank um, ass. I have to say too, they they did an okay job with the continuity of Rudolph. Was like was the same actor playing rudolph because he sounded the same as in the original rudolph was it yes. the same actor yes as a okay. matter of fact uh, we'll get to that in the cast here in a minute yeah it just i that, i did like that i liked the continuity of the voices it was obviously the same actor um and they did a pretty good job um making him look like the original rudolph there were some differences i noticed in the in the face and the body shape but yeah. gen- but he was recognizable as the same rudolph from 
the original Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Well, so I like that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I was a little upset too. They didn't have Clarice in it. They didn't have um, any of the original characters from the original Rudolph. They just had Rudolph. So I was kind of bummed. Right. That you know. Um, overall, it was okay. Well, it was for me. It was kind of like okay, you know. Yeah. I, again, like you said, I, there was definitely the '70s vibe. And, and part of this too, where I really felt it, uh, was when they start going back in time and they go back to the year 1776. Yes. And you have to yes. understand that 1976 for a lot of people, uh, this was a time. Yes, it, it, I'm going to say this. It was before my birth. Yes, <laughs> but having had my parents relive 1976 for me. Because it was the bicentennial that year of the nation of the United States, uh-huh. there was a lot, a lot, lot, lot of patriotism going on. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, you couldn't get away from walking down the street and seeing stuff with, you know, red, white, and blue here and there or American flags all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. People were very much being very patriotic. And this was also the same time that we started seeing characters like Sam the Eagle showing up in Muppets. Uh, you know, uh-huh. so there was there was a lot of patriotism showing up here at this time, and so the mm-hmm. fact that they kind of slipped in this whole 1776 thing with yeah. the Fourth of July parade going down the street, I was like, uh-huh. okay, it they, makes sense. Yeah, you know, it makes sense, but it's kind of like, okay, rah rah rah, patriotism. I get uh-huh. it. Yeah. Back off a bit, guys. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, got it. You know that, and, and you know some of the music. It was. I, I got a feeling with some of the actors here that they were kind of past their prime, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, coming in here, which it, it's not really being fair to the actors themselves because they were great actors. Let, uh-huh. let me go ahead and we'll just jump into the cast here. And we'll kind of talk about some of these actors here yeah, so that you yeah. know where I'm coming from. Uh-huh. Uh, the first person we have here, Red Skelton. Uh, yeah. He was Father Time, the narrator, and he also did the voice of Baby Bear. Uh-huh. Uh when you see the when you see the three bears show up, uh, yeah. Red Skelton. He was actually a really big comedy great of the forties and fifties. Uh, mm-hmm. He did Red Skelton's Comedy Hour, uh, Three Little Words with Fred Astaire, the original Ocean's Eleven with Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he's been around for a long time. This being that it was in the seventies was kind of I kind of got the feeling like it was towards the end of his career. Uh, oh. Uh. You know, he didn't pass away until the 90s. I know that. I, I Unfortunately, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember yeah. when they had a bunch of big splashes all over the news with him passing. Yeah. Uh, because he, Red Skelton was kind of just this big clown, and everybody loved him for doing his comedy acts and, you know, bumping up and, and doing the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him to do this, it was just like, he did a good job. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I kind of got the feeling like it was it was them kind of going, well, we need to find somebody who can kind of step into this. And yeah, well, Red will probably like work a, cheap. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was it wasn't the it wasn't the best fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that they were trying to get people from the early, you know, from the earlier eras, because when you look at some of the other shows that Rankin Bass had done, uh-huh. uh, you know, they had things they had people like Mickey Rooney. They had uh Fred Astaire, they had Burl Ives. They were doing a lot of a lot of bigger names that were kind of past their prime uh-huh. coming in and stepping into voice people that people still knew. I mean, they were recognizable names. Yes. But yes. it was kind of like, ah, you know. And I just I got the feeling with Red Skelton in this that it was just really not that much. Now maybe that's me 
implementing yeah. my generation on this and going, well, Red Skelton was this kind of old actor and he yeah. has passed his prime. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where it's coming in, but I get the same vibe from you. I, I completely agree. It just didn't. And again, I came at this. This is my very first time seeing it. I didn't see it as a kid, so. But it did. It just, yeah, a lot about it just seemed really dated. Yeah. Uh, now the next actor that we do have, she came back to reprise her role. Uh, this is Billy Mae Richards, who played as Rudolph. Uh huh. Uh, as we mentioned before, she actually did do the 1965 version. So this is, you know, 11 years later, she's coming yeah. back to do this. Yeah. Uh, she, again, as we mentioned before, she was primarily a voice actor, uh, really uh-huh. kind of only doing Rudolph here. Uh, she went on to do voices in the 60s era Spider-Man animated series. Uh, she, oh, uh-huh. uh, she appeared as Tenderheart Bear and Brightheart Raccoon in uh, the Care Bears movies. Oh, really? Okay. So, to, yeah. You know, and there's a whole spin we'll go off on that with them being animated characters uh, from gre- from greeting cards. But we'll get to that later when we get to the Care Bears in an episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Billy Mae, I'm glad that they brought her back. This is one of the things that wh- when you were speaking, when we were speaking off air about continuity. Yeah. She really fit into this position. She, I yeah. really was glad that, we, that they put her in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just definitely, definitely a good thing. Yeah. Uh, the next person I have here down the list here, uh, Maury Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Uh, Maury was the voice of 1 million BC, or OM, as they called him. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, Maury also, like I like I mentioned with uh, Red Skelton, Maury was also a staple of the 50s and 60s on television. Uh, mm-hmm. He appeared on TV shows like Dragnet, Phil Silver's show, Make Room for Daddy, Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also seen in a lot of beach movies and by beach movies, I mean like Frankie and Annette movies, like, uh, beach oh, party, muscle beach party. Okay. Okay. Uh, however, Maury Amsterdam, people are probably like, that name sounds familiar. You it know? does. It does. Okay. Maury Amsterdam, he was the role, he played the role of Buddy Sorrel on the Dick Dan, Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, if you remember that there was, there was Dick Van Dyke and then like, uh, he had two other writers that worked with him. Uh-huh. On the show, and they were supposed to be writing for the Alan whatever show it was. I can't for the life of me remember. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But Maury Amsterdam was he was the other guy. There was a, there was a girl and a guy and Dick Van Dyke that were supposed to be writing. Buddy yeah. Sorrel was the guy who was doing. He was the uh, third writer there. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm trying to think. And didn't they? Did they actually say his name? There, I'm, there's a show, and I don't know if it's that one. And I remember that there was like the intro. They're saying, and Maury Amsterdam. They like introduced him as part of the show. Probably, that, it uh, might have been him because that name sounded totally familiar. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, where? And it was some older show. Um, I don't know if it was a soap opera, but I, I'm wondering if it was that show. I wouldn't and be Maury surprised Amsterdam. if that was. Yeah, they actually introduced him by name, like he was a guest character. Yes, and oh, he was okay. he was pretty much a regular on the show. I mean, he you know I mean. He didn't show up on every episode, but as they started getting into the series, uh, he started showing up more and more, and I'm glad for it. Okay, yeah. All right, so he played OM. Okay. Yes. Uh, Now, the next guy that we have, uh, he played as Sir 1023, okay, which was the year 1023, the knight that showed up in this this series. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was voiced by, oh, some of you guys might know his name, Frank Gorshin. Uh-huh. Uh, for those of you who don't, Frank really, he got around in his acting days. Uh, mm-hmm. 
He was seen on General Hospital as Reverend Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Iggy in the 1966 version of That Darn Cat. Uh-huh. Uh, he came back and he, uh, in later years, he played as Dr. Fletcher in the movie 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. Uh, however, his biggest role was probably in a, you know, a 1960s television series, a little one with uh, Adam West and Burt Ward called uh, Batman. Uh, gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he played as the Riddler on Batman. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, a lot of people are probably going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the next one here, again, another famous voice actor. Uh, anybody who's been to Disneyland has probably heard his voice. Uh, this guy's name is Paul Freeze. Uh-huh. Uh, now, Paul Freeze. He was the voice of 1776. He was the voice of Santa Claus, uh-huh. General Ticker, okay. Eon the Buzzard, and Humpty oh Dumpty. Gosh. Okay. Holy crap. Okay. Yes. Now, wow. Paul, very utilitarian in, in this. I mean, he, he did wonderful things. Yeah. Uh, he made himself a name as a veteran voice actor and was a favorite on the Disney lots, Disney studio uh-huh. lot, uh-huh. Uh, in addition to being heard in a bunch of Rankin-Bass animated movies. Uh-huh. Uh, he had quite a few roles. Uh, he oh, was wow. Boris Badnov in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a bunch of different voices in Mr. Magoo. Uh-huh. Uh, he played as John Lennon and George Harrison in the Beatles animated television series. Oh, wow. Uh, he was the voice of Meisterburger Burgermeister in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Okay. He was Ludwig von Drake on various Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color specials. Uh-huh. And for anyone, like I mentioned, who's been to Disneyland and has been on the Haunted Mansion ride. Yes. Okay. Paul's voice is the one that you hear as you're walking through the ride to get oh, onto the are. ride itself. So oh, when, when you go into the uh, when you go into the room that starts growing and you uh-huh. start hearing this voice talking about, you know, how this room has no windows and no uh-huh. doors, that's yeah. Paul Freeze doing that. I'll be darned. Well, okay. I, I should say the original was Paul Freeze. They they've replaced somebody who sounds very very much like Paul Freeze, uh-huh. and I mean the, I I can't for life of me tell you I can't remember who the, who, it who it is off yeah. the top of my head. I I would have to go look, but it, it was Paul Freeze who did the original and just incredible killed it. So I'm That's I'm so glad cool. that I'm glad to let people know that he was around for that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, last one that I want to mention here. Uh, this this guy here has had quite a few voices in the voice acting world as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Don Messick. Uh, Don Messick played as Papa Bear and Rumpelstiltskin in this one, in uh, uh-huh. Shiny New Year. Uh, he made his rounds as well, as I mentioned. Uh, he voiced Boo Boo in various Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. So, uh-huh. you know, anything involving Yogi Bear, uh God, I want to say wacky racers type stuff like that. He uh-huh. was Boo Boo. Nice. Uh, he was also known for voicing Papa Smurf in the Smurfs, mm-hmm. Bam Bam Rubble in the Flintstones, uh-huh. uh, Astro in the Jetsons, mm-hmm. uh, Scooby Doo. Wow. Yeah, if you if you ever listen to why why uh, if you ever listen to like a, a Scooby Doo and Astro like right next to each other. Yeah, it's the it's same, same voice. Yeah, it's almost the same voice. It's just slight, yeah. slight different impressions or slight different inflections. Uh huh. But it's the same dog. Very cool. And lastly, for anybody from the '90s who grew up watching Tiny Toon Adventures, 
Don mm-hmm. Messick voiced the voice of Hampton Pig. Very cool. So he got around. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to say this here, while I didn't care for the plot of the film or, you know, the yeah. storyline, everything here behind it or the animation, yeah. they did great job with the voice actors that they had. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, mean, the, I agree. The, the voice actors that they had were all good talent. They were yeah. great talent. I, it was just, you know, great talent, bad story. It just fell flat with me. It was just not, you know, maybe it would have been different if I had seen it as a kid. I, I don't know. It just did not. There was something that was just not. And again, it's, I guess it's considered a sequel to the original Rudolph. And, you know, sometimes sequels are hit or miss. Yeah. But this one, it just fell flat with me. I don't really know why other than the story just kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the, the voice actors were brilliant. You know, the, the, um, the, everything about it was okay. I mean, there was a lot of, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that I'd give it a C minus or a C plus. I'd say maybe a B minus. It just, eh, I I wish the songs had been a little better too. I think I I pay attention to that when I watch movies, especially, you know, kid related ones or holiday ones. And the songs have got to be good. (laughs) It just, this one, no. (laughs) In my well, opinion, yeah, it could have been a little better. Well, let's jump into the plot for anybody who hasn't seen yeah. this one. Because, again, yeah. it, it is, like I, like we mentioned, it's kind of forgettable. <laughs> yeah, uh, it really is. <laughs> what it does, it starts off, we have Rudolph, who's just come back from delivering Christmas pre- presents with Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, Father Time comes to him and says, hey, we need help finding the missing baby New Year. Yeah. And he's like, okay. What they have to do is they have to find him before midnight on New Year's Eve. Uh, because if he doesn't return before December 31st, take his position as the new year, the yeah. current year will not end. The date will perpetually remain December 31st forever. Yeah. Uh, and if that happens, there's an evil vulture named Eon who's going to rule the world forever because he won't die. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was so cheesy. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's just <laughs> this is bad oh. writing. This is it bad writing so on this part. Oh, bad. And, oh, yeah. And Eon wasn't even scary. He was laughable throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Like, this is Rudolph's nemesis, really? Yeah. It... <laughs> yeah. Now, Father Time, he speculated. He goes, you know, I think that Happy ran away and went to the archipelago of lost years. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where he ended up. I think it's cute that it was Baby New Year and his name was Happy. I thought, I thought yes. that was cute. Yes. <laughs> You know, and it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I can go with it, you know? Yeah, it was uh, cute. And basically the whole reason for him, the whole reason for him running away is this is where old years retire is during the archipelago of lost years. And they basically kind of get their own islands that they have, and that's the year that they uh, they were founded. And it's uh-huh. really kind of about memorable years. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, so we see things, they make jokes about how, uh, they went to 1776, you know, which uh-huh. we mentioned, uh, how they went to 1 million BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they make jokes about going to 19, uh, 1492, and they couldn't help them because they were too busy discovering things. Yes. And 1967 was just way too wild. Yeah. And I was kind of like, wow, really? 1960s? Really? 67 yeah. drugs and okay, I'll take that as a nod, stab, kind of in that direction. Exactly, yeah. Uh, 
But we, we see as they go through, Rudolph kind of travels. The first island that he shows up on is 1 million BC. We see OM, who's uh-huh. a caveman. Yeah. And uh, he kind of sings a song and talks about how he's with all these friendly dinosaurs and everything. Yeah. OM, I didn't really care for his character. No. The, the goofiness of him, the clownish acts that he was going through, I was like, really? really? Okay. <laughs> Uh, and the way he was talking, no, yes, yes, maybe, yeah, was, no. Uh-huh. You know, they. I understand what they were trying to do is that they were trying to put a character that was very positive and upbeat in everything. Yeah. Into the seat, into the show, and it just didn't work. I agree. It just, it, it just, like I said, it fell flat. It yeah. Just, yeah. I did like, I will interject real quick. I did like how all the names of the characters were all like time related, like Eon, Big Ben, One Million. Um, what was the other one? Um, General Ticker. Yes. Uh, I liked how, yeah, it's, what other ones were there? There were quite a few. Uh, well, the camel, were, uh, quarter past five. Yeah, it's quarter past court. five. Yeah. I liked uh, how all the names, you know, it was cute how yeah. he's on this quest to, you know, save you know, help father time and all of that. And so all of the characters had, um, but yeah, overall it just is like, really? Yeah. I mean, pretty much every scene I'm like, really? <laughs> well, and the one that really bugged me, the, the one Island that really bugged me out of the series was when they get to the Island of 10, two, three. Okay. Yeah. They okay. meet 10, two, three. Who's a knight. You never see the knight's face, yeah. but you see this long beard that's thrown out of the thing. Yes. And they say that the reason that they're there, the reason that 10, two, three exists is because this is where all the fairy tales have been born from. Oh. So you have the three little bears. You have uh-huh. the old woman who lived in a shoe. You have Rumpelstiltskin. You have the, th- you know, it was like, yeah. really? Really? Yeah, it was weird. Like you know, all, the nur- all the nursery rhymes and all that, the Goldie Bear- Goldilocks and the three bears. And it was, yeah. it was weird. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, what is the point of this? Um, where is this going? I, I just kind of, again, I just kind of felt like a lot of it could have been chopped out and it could have just been shortened to a half hour. Yeah. Did you kind of get that sense too? Like it, yeah. was, it was way it was, too drawn out. Yeah. Uh, now one thing I forgot to mention here is why happy keeps running away. Yes. Uh, this is actually very important for the storyline and I really should have brought this up earlier, but yeah. The reason that Happy keeps running away is because he has these gigantic ears that stick out from the side of his head. Yeah. Uh, they're not like rabbit ears or anything like that. They're just big-ass Dumbo ears that stick out. Yeah, and he and, was cute. I will I will say this. This is positive. He was cute in yeah. a 70s kind of way with the feathered yeah. blonde hair. You know, <laughs> He was cute. Yeah, you know, it, was, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like, okay, I get it. They're, yeah. you know, and they're trying to make him feel different and have him go off on his own. Yeah. Which, okay, I, I understand. He, my problem with it is that he's supposed to be a baby, an infant. Yes. Yes. And he's running away. We see yes. him. We see him get onto a shell that he floats off onto this water into the middle of nowhere. Yes. I'm oh, like, really? Where's everybody else? And and the other thing that got me with that is how the hell did he know to navigate on this shell? From island to island. I know. I know. There were so many things as an adult. Like, as a kid, we probably wouldn't have noticed it. I probably would have noticed the fact that, hey, it's a baby and he's running away. Really? Yeah. But, yeah, you're, like, you. it just, it was so unfeasible in so many ways. And granted, it's a kid's program. 
it just did not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, when they leave the island of 1023, we see Eon, and Eon comes and tries to kidnap, you know, Happy, and they're yeah. flying away. Big Ben shoots some water at Eon. He knocks Baby uh, Baby New Year off, mm-hmm. and Happy starts floating down. He pulls his hat up and catches the air. Yes. And this is this is kind of stupid as well, because he catches the air with it, and in a sudden updraft picks him up and blows him away to the next island. Uh-huh. And he's kept aloft for more than a day. Yep. Come on. Really? I know. Really? I know. <laughs> I know. I think I wrote that down on my notes, too. I was like, what is up with the whole, yeah, Eon stole Happy and Happy fell, the wind blew him away, and I put, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and they he finally gets away from there, and then uh. as he's leaving the Isle of 1776, he befriends, he, he kind of befriends Eon. Eon uh-huh. kidnaps him and says, why don't you come with me and we'll be happy in my own place, you know? Yes. Takes him off to the island of No Name, uh, which apparently is said to be located due north of the North Pole, which I'm not quite uh-huh. sure how you get any more north than the North Pole. Uh-huh. But, you know, again, literary license being what it was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, the group leaves the archipelago, goes up there to the island of New Name, No Name, uh, they attempt to rescue the baby. Mm-hmm. Eon sends down an avalanche of snow that turns them all into snowballs. Yes. And again, horrible writing, bad oh. plot devices to move the story along. Yeah. They have Rudolph get trapped in the snowball and he uses his nose to break apart the snowball so that he can get out and go rescue Happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, apparently, this is making me think that Rudolph had some sort of special heat power with his nose to crack open the snowball. Apparently, apparently, yes. You know, something unknown yeah. to us all about how he was doing this, and I was just like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. it. I caught that too. I was like, hmm, yeah. You know, so they finally get up there. Eon is. Eon is kind of asleep, and Rudolph is kind of sneaking Happy away, and he's trying to sneak Happy out of there, and he tells Happy, he goes, you know what? He goes, don't worry about your ears. He goes, it's, it's you know, it's not, it's total nonconformist thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has to, everybody has to get over something, and he goes, look, see my nose? It lights up. It used to bother me, but heck, people can laugh about it now, and it doesn't bother me anymore. I, you know, I have to say that was the, probably the best part of the whole movie for me was the whole thing of, you know, yes, he's different. Yes, Rudolph is different, but Rudolph was kind of like, hey, you know, I don't care that I'm different anymore. I, I love me for who I am. So I like the message of that. That was my favorite part is, hey, be yourself. Keep the hat off. Show off your ears. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you're great the way you are. So I think that that was really, again, you know, every one of these movies has a message. And I do think that that was kind of the overall message of this is, you know, just accept others, accept yourself. Learn to laugh at yourself. Yeah, exactly. Learn to laugh at yourself because they weren't laughing at him, you know, and like, look, Rudolph made a comment, something like, you know, they're not laughing at you. They're laughing because seeing you makes them happy. And that just means that this year is going to be a really, really happy new year. Exactly. And that was the, you know, it was like, okay, I I get that. That was probably the best thing. I agree. It was something like, okay, it's because the the whole journey was so just monotonous and it just was 
to me, it was almost boring, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, and then when they finally met up, it was like, okay, cool. This is the message that they're trying to say here is, you know, happy, you don't have to run away, you know, just, but yeah, he was cute and they, and they did make him cute enough to where, yeah, he makes people happy because he, you know, he's, he is different and that's yeah. a good thing. So I, I did like that message of it. Everything else, the way they, the writing and the length of it and the music, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did like the overall message well, of it. Well, again, bad writing and bad plot devices to move the story to uh, yeah. to the end. Yeah. They have they have Happy who starts laughing. You know, he shows off his ears. Eon mm-hmm. wakes up, sees Happy's ears, and starts laughing so much he yeah. falls down the mountain. La- uh-huh. You know, basically dies of laughter as he goes out of the, out of the movie. Yeah, I I uh, so much cheese. <laughs> well, and of course. After all this, you know, they get down the bottom of the mountain and they go, oh, my God, it's one minute to midnight. How are we going to get happy to father time in time? Uh Uh-huh. And the bad plot devices roll in. All of a sudden, Santa Claus shows up with his sleigh and says, if if I can deliver toys around the world in one night, I can surely get a baby to father time in one minute. Oh, God. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, that was, yeah, it came out of nowhere. It was bad. You know. I agree. It was like, really? (laughs) And I have a bone to pick, too. There was a scene, you know, during that scene we just mentioned where he's talking, you know, Rudolph's talking to Happy and all that about accepting himself and being, you know, being happy or whatever. Then he starts talking about, you don't know who I am. You don't know the story of Rudolph. And then they go into it and it's not scenes from the original Rudolph. It's a cartoon. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. I had never seen the actual, I don't, I didn't know if there was a Rudolph cartoon or if they do, if they did that snippet just for the movie, but I'm watching that. I'm going, no, no, they yeah. should have shown the original Rudolph. I they, was kind of, they really should have. Did you, do you think so too? I, I was watching, I'm like, I was expecting that. I was expecting they were going to show the scenes from the original Rudolph. I'm going, what the hell is up with this cartoon shit? Yeah. <laughs> So that kind of like it kind of threw me a little bit, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious why they did that. If it was a, a licensing thing, a budgeting, I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, that and the overacting—it was like it was so overacted, and the plot was so weak. <laughs> it just yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I, I will say I don't think it was the actors' fault. No. The actors were good. The actors mm-hmm. have done wonderful work even before this, and. You know, even after this, yeah. great work. Oh, yeah. It was just crappy writing. You know, really crappy was. writing, bad plot devices to move this thing along. Yeah. It just was, you know, I mean, I liked it because of the animation, and I've always had a heart for, you know, I, I've always had a soft place in my heart for Rankin Bass, but. This is this one that is was just, not that good. Yeah. <laughs> compared to the other ones, compared to the Frosty and the original Rudolph and all the other. It, it, yeah, this is crap. <laughs> this this is right up there for me with um, uh, Here Comes the Easter Bunny that Rankin Bass did as a stop motion. I uh, never saw that. Yeah. I guess that's a good thing. That one and the Frosty Returns. I didn't like Frosty Yeah, Returns. Frosty Returns was another uh, bad one uh, yeah. because they, they ended up using uh, Andy Griffith for the narrator and it was just like, and it was it was dreary because of that. I again, washed up actors type of thing. That was the feeling I got. Yep, I agree. You know? But uh, so anyway, this whole thing ends. We see happy, and everybody celebrates. You know, happy New Year. They welcome in the new year, and you know, uh, Rudolph says, 
know, at the very end, they kind of get in that whole shiny bit, and he says, you know, Rudolph says, and may it be shiny too. Yeah, I you know I was going to ask you because on my DVR it cut off the ending, and it was just as Rudolph was starting to talk. And, yeah. You know, the damn DVR cut off. What did he What did he say? What was his? That was it. It says, and may it be shiny too. That was it. That was it. Oh, really? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, okay, pointless. But... Uh, that was kind of, yeah, the whole Rudolph's shiny new year. That was something else, too. As I'm watching it, I'm going, Rudolph's shiny new year. What does that have to do with the plot of well, the story? Is it because his nose is shiny? I, yes. I, I, Rudolph's red nose shines like a beacon. He uh-huh. used it to find through trouble and find through the fog and... Yeah. Find happy. Uh-huh. It just... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you know... I think we have the general... Uh, both have the same feeling about this. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't crap. It wasn't complete crap, but it could have been done a little better. The story could have been done a lot better. Yeah, I mean, there were... There, there have been a lot better Rankin-Bass movies. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know I mean? And that's why I was kind of disappointed watching it. I was yeah. like... And I kept looking at the time going, this is only an hour you know, and I was yeah. fast forwarding through the commercials, you know, because I had it on the DVR, and I'm like, this has got to get better. <laughs> this is this is where you kind of go, okay, how long is this thing? You know, yes, it's we're talking about all these time episodes and time things in it, and you're kind of going, shit, this thing is taking forever. <laughs> it, that's exactly what I thought. I was going through it, and I'm like, yeah, this is um, a little too long for what it was. It, yeah. it, just, it was too drawn out. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, now, a couple things for trivia. I don't have a whole lot for this one, unfortunately, because there really isn't a whole lot of trivia that I was able to find when I was doing my research. Uh-huh. But a couple things. Uh, first one is that Red Skelton, when he showed up and he did the voice of Baby Bear, uh-huh. uh, that was actually a very popular radio character that he used to do back in the 40s called mm-hmm. Junior. Oh, and wow. he basically reprised the same voice and came through with it. And they were they were wanting him to do some other voices besides his Red Skelton narrator voice. And so they mm-hmm. kind of he kind of pulled it together and says, "Well, I'll do this." And that's kind of why they had such a big thing with the three bears and why you saw oh. the three bears doing it. Yeah, that was a good long scene. I was wondering about that. Yeah, well, I mean, they they wanted to give credit to Don Messick to come in for some of it. They, you know, because Don Messick was the voice of Papa Bear. Yeah. You know, and then you have Red Skelton doing the voice of Baby Bear, and they wanted to bring those in, which uh-huh. I'm glad that they did. But yeah. again, it really was too long. It really was drawn out. You know, the it whole was. stabbing. You know, you got to stab me and kill me, kill the monster, slay the dragon, and then you have to doff your hat like a knight would and show you. You know, take off your helmet. Yeah. You know, and that was oh, let's take it off, and that ends the whole thing, and and everybody's laughing at me. Oh, ha 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 ha! Uh-huh. I have to run away again. Yeah. It was just, yeah, that's, that, I'm sorry, that was so annoying. Yeah, it really was. Kept, it was so, I thought Eon was annoying. I thought the baby was, anno- I mean, although the baby was cute, I'm just yeah. thinking this is so annoying that they keep having the baby, walk, you know, run off. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, very weak. Yeah, well, so we have that. The other, bit, the other two bits of trivia we have with uh, Frank Gorshin, according to him, uh-huh. Before he died, when he he said that all of his voice acting for the role of the knight ten two three, he basically knocked it out all in one day. Oh really? So you know he was over and done with. Thanks, thanks guys. Have a nice life. I'm on to other things. Yeah. You know which, 
okay, I, I get it. He was probably pretty quick. He knew how to get his lines through, you know, being a uh-huh. veteran actor, just knock it out and be done. Yeah. Um, but you it know, also kind of gives the, it also kind of makes me think, okay, well, maybe you just didn't really give that much of a shit. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, ten two three was not one of my favorite characters. No, uh, I'll no. be honest with that. But you know, it was still it was still a decent acting job. It was just bad writing. Yes. You know, and I really don't think he had all that much of a role in the film. So no. you know, like, eh, you know, okay, goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the last thing some people may not have picked up on because we're trying to figure out what year this is. Obviously, we know it takes place, you know, after seventeen seventy six because of all the rah 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 patriotism stuff uh-huh uh but the year that happy becomes the new year is it's proclaimed 19 wonderful yeah and I again hearing that. little cheesy little cheesy Very, guys yes you know. it was you know so i was kind of like okay uh-huh but i think that about wraps it up unless you have anything else that you want to rip to shreds here <laughs> <laughs> no no other than i what the fuck was up with father time's hair <laughs> well okay i i, I can explain that because red okay. skeleton red skeleton the reason that he was called red was because he had flaming red hair yeah so they had to give him that little tuft of red to kind of match him up with actual because the, the face of the character was modeled after red skeleton's face okay i didn't know what red skeleton looked like yeah okay that, that was my next question and, was, was he supposed to be yeah. like a a likeness, okay. Yes, and okay. when you look at all the characters that have done for the narrations for all of the Rankin Bass films, uh-huh. they bear resemblance to the narrators, to the actual real life people. Yeah, they uh, do. Sam the Snowman looked like Burl Ives. Yes, yes. Sam, right. uh, the the mail carrier in Santa Claus is Coming to Town looked mm-hmm. like Fred Astaire. Okay, yeah. You know, I uh, thought so, but I just wanted to double check. I'm like the red stripe. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, for this, it was kind of like, okay, I get it. Red Skelton, you know, the red hair. I totally yeah. understood that. That worked for me. I understood it. Some people may not have picked up on that, not knowing who Red I Skelton didn't. was. Yeah, I didn't. So that was my that was my bad. But yeah, yeah. it was just kind of. And I'm trying to think. Yeah, other than mentioning that, I thought Eon was not scary in the least, and not much of an adversary. Um, no, Eon looked like to me. I remember back. God, there was there were some old Popeye cartoons, uh-huh. and they had this they had this thing called the Rock that was supposed to be coming in, and it was supposed to be like a whole Seven Voyages of Sinbad with Popeye as Sinbad, uh-huh. and they, they had this giant rock bird, and it was drawn just like Eon, and I was kind of oh. like, you know, I I'm like, well, this took place before this because it was like this was back in the 40s 50s that they did yeah. this Popeye cartoon. So yeah. I was kind of like, I'm watching this and I'm going, man, did they rip this off of that? You know? I think so. Maybe oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the same uh, big bulbous nose and, you know, uh-huh. same way the beak was. I'm just like, oh, God. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh-huh. dreary. It was really bad. Uh-huh. I agree. Uh-huh. Other than that, I can't think of anything else that I'm rip- I can rip to shreds other than, I mean, just the overall. It just was a disappointment to me. I was yeah. kind of bummed. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to do something for New Year's because, you know, I was trying to look yeah. for something New Year's y. This is really, like I said, this is about the only thing that I could find that was matching yeah. up for New Year's. And uh-huh. yeah, it's kind of kids, you know, it's kind of stuff that we would remember. Uh-huh. But do you necessarily want to remember it? Did, did you watch it as a kid? 
I remember seeing it when it first came around. You know, uh, I, I want to say that they had it on CBS when when it first came around. Oh, and I remember okay. seeing it a couple of times on CBS, and then I remember seeing it on um, KCOP, one of the local affiliates out of out of uh, Los Angeles. Uh-huh. They would run it like right around Christmas time. You'd see it, and they'd they'd usually do it on like a uh, Saturday afternoon cartoon, or mm-hmm. they would do it as like a Christmas in July special where they'd rerun all these Christmas episodes. Oh, okay. and so you'd see it then. And it uh-huh. was always like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, they'd show that. They'd show Rudolph. And they'd show some of the other Christmas specials in a sense. Uh-huh. But it wasn't anything that I was like, ooh, I have to sit down and watch this again and again and again type thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was just kind of like, okay, I where was this? Wow. How do I remember? You know, I'm surprised that I remembered this. Yeah. I'm just wondering if I had been exposed to it as a kid, if I would have had more of an affinity for it than I do coming into it at 36. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of looking at it now going, oh, this is just god awful compared to the other ones that, you know, but then again, I, you know, I never saw it before. So maybe as a kid, I would have really liked it. Oh, it's Rudolph, you know. Yeah. But... And that may be that may be why people like it. You know, yeah. I, obviously, you know, it's it's still fairly popular or else ABC Family wouldn't keep running it every year exactly. for the 12 days of Christmas or for the 25 exactly. days of Christmas. The other one I haven't seen that I saw was like Rudolph and Frosty's something or other. Oh, so uh, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Something. Yeah. And I saw, I haven't seen that either, but I just was like, OK, they're really yeah. taking the Rudolph thing, you know, which is cool because it's, you know, it's generations of people that like, the, you know, like this character and. I just wish that this one had been done a lot better to, you know, yeah, really, well, really keep the interest. And they didn't sing the Rudolph song, did they? I thought that they did when they were, when he was talking oh. about his nose and being beat up, you know, all that with the cartoon thing. I want to say they did. Maybe the song was with that cartoon and I was just so pissed off that they didn't do, yeah. <laughs> that they did a cartoon. Maybe I skipped that. I thought they should have put more emphasis on the Rudolph song, but yeah. Nah. I understand why they didn't because, you know, again, why do you need to reprise the song from another episode that was another special that was very popular? Yeah, that's you know, true. That's true. That may have I, been too much overkill for it. But. It could have been. It could have been. You're right. Um, let's put it this way. If my kids want to see it next year, I'm not going to tell them no, but. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to sit down and watch it with them. <laughs> not really. I'll probably, you know, let's watch a little bit, you know, tell them the general overview of the story because it is kind of long and drawn out, but it's not yeah. what I'm going to skip. You'd be like, you'd be like, sit down, watch it. Don't make a mess. I'm going to go and get some shut eye or, you know, <laughs> mommy's going to go have a drink. <laughs> exactly. I just, I'm not going to speak it out. And yeah. I'll tell my kids this really was not all that good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean. It's too bad. Again, it's one of those great memories that some people want to remember. I'm fine with that. If you love it, you know, great. Hey, me, my opinion, kind of sucked. Sorry. It did. It did. It kind of sucked. So, well, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening here. Uh, I do want to ask if you would please leave us feedback on iTunes. Uh, You can also send us a tweet. I am, excuse me, I am at S-P-R-Z-O-U-T. I am at mommy of three C girls. Okay. Uh, you can also send us an email at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can visit our fan page on Facebook at Talking About My Generation. Uh, you can also tune in to us on Stitcher, as we do have a Stitcher uh, piece. And we would also please like you to go and nominate us for the 2013 Stitcher Awards, which are coming up. Oh, 
Cool. Uh, we do have a link for that on our fan page on Facebook. So if you want to go and click on that and nominate us for best uh, best new show uh, or best entertainment show, please do so. We'd love to have that nomination. Very cool. All right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to sign off of this episode. I was really kind of having a hard time of what song to do, and I'm going to do just the real short one that happened at the very end where they're all singing Have a Happy New Year. Okay. So, all right. Thank you, and tune in next week. Come through.